Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, Philip talks about what are accounts receivables, strategies for converting accounts receivables to cash, and why not having an accounts receivable strategy blows up many businesses. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, back with another episode. Last week, me and, oh, uh, you know, Allison, I forgot to introduce you. I'm, I'm just so I'm just so used to you being on. You know. Well, maybe I'll start out with a, a great pun. Maybe <laughs> we did this one last week, and so if we know it's Allison, the the tax person slash punster, how do you get a jeweler to lower her tax bill? Oh, you ask her to get a dependent. <laughs> And if you were a business owner, you would really think hmm, that is actually a good cash, you know, strategy here. <laughs> Building wealth. <laughs> right. <laughs> <That's funny>. uh. <laughs> oh. So today you, you, we're going to talk about receivables, right? I think we 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 are talking about receivables. Before we talk about receivables, look, I think I got a, I got a good gift giving idea for for you and all your clients. You got to create like annual cpa jokes to send us in like little booklets to put on our Ooh, hey that's an excellent idea yes. actually i like that one i can yeah. work on them and if you and if listeners out there have great ones that they want to suggest for me i am all ears i love a good pun you you heard it here first <laughs> so let's go back to uh making this queen happy so we're talking about the next the next line item or or not the next but Another line item on the balance sheet on the asset side, which is accounts receivable, which honestly is something that I understand what it is, but that's really just it. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the details of it, you know, managing it, because ultimately, right, accounts receivable comes down to you got to manage it, that properly. Right. And last week we were talking about cash is king, queen is the credit. Here's where you as the business owner, knowing that accounts receivable, which effectively is money that people owe you for the service they provided to you. You agreed you have an accounts receivable because you agreed to provide somebody a service or product on credit. It's effectively what you did. You as the queen here have to have a really good and really tight credit policy to make sure that you can collect it. Because again, like we said last week, you can have all the cash or all the revenue in the world, but if you can't convert it to cash, what good is it? Here's exactly what the receivables balance, balance on your balance sheet tells you. You have all this, this revenue, but it's not sitting there in cold, hard cash. So think about when you're putting together your accounts, your credit and collection policy, how long do you want to extend payment terms on a customer? And so it's, it's easy if you're a, you know, a cash-based business, like I go to a restaurant and I buy myself a cup of coffee well, they're, they're, they shouldn't have a receivable because I'm paying for it right, right then and there. But if I'm going to, um, you know, a, a t-shirt store and I say, I'll, I'd like to buy a, buy a hundred t-shirts from you, but I'll pay for it in 30 days. Well, then that's when t-shirt company now has a receivable. So in this case, you as business owner need to really be, 
I can't think of the right way to say it, but you have to be really tough on credit, on your credit policy, because again, you know, people get just, they don't want to pay their bills. So make sure that you have a good policy in place to enforce, to collect the money when they say, when it's supposed to be due. Or the other thing I know you like is in, rather than the carrot, where's, or where's the stick, offer them a carrot. If you pay it early, you know, give me a little discount. So if, if, if your normal policy is 30 days, you could say, if you pay it to me in, in 10 days, I'll, I'll give you a 5% discount on the, on the bill. People would love that stuff. And that's a great thing for, for business owners to really kind of focus on, again, if they want to have receivables out there. Yeah, and I, and I, and I have two, two thoughts on that in a, in a, in a question. The, the, oh. the, the, the first thought is more of a suggestion. If y'all want to get better on accounts receivable, you learn, learn Muay Thai and put your videos on Instagram and make sure all your clients follow you. <laughs> <laughs> That would be perfect, you know. Yeah, that's, that's that's that 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 way they know you have a stick and you never have to use it. Exactly right. right? I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. I kid, I kid. The second thing is um, accounts receivable, and you're talking about carrot, uh, how to get people to do it. Well, let me go to my question because I can't remember my second thing. But the um, so how does it work, Allison, when you have um, companies that step in and become your credit. So like, I think a firm is a big company that does it, but there's these companies where like on Amazon, for example, if you, if you sell on Amazon and you're a seller, you can pay for it over six months. But I imagine the business owner selling it gets the cash up front from the credit card company or how does that, how does that process work? Yeah. I'm not really hundred percent sure how that works, but I was in my mind, I was thinking you were going to go to like factoring companies. Like where, you know, in order to get cash quicker, you might sell your accounts receivable to what they call a factoring company. Mm. Think long and hard before you do it because they take a pretty, pretty good chunk out of the receivable. So obviously for the service they're providing to help, you know, advance you the money and help you collect it and all. Mm. Um, But like what you're saying with like, you know, Amazon and extending credit. I, I mean, you know, again, I don't know quite how that would work, but. I guess all I would say is think really carefully about your credit policy with respect to that. You know, how much it, it kind of goes hand in hand with how much operating cash do you need on hand to cover your bills? Well, if you have a a product that turns pretty quickly, which means you need to replenish your inventory, here's where you'd want a very tight to almost no credit credit policy, like mm. cash on the barrel head or I'm not selling it to you or you know, again, if if you know that it's going to take you 30 days to get your inventory in to sell your product, well, then you probably want to have maybe at most a 45-day credit policy. And again, I'm not a credit manager and I don't know the terms of everyone's business, but just kind of keep those things in mind. How much cash do you need to run your business? How much, you know, kind of helps dictate how what your receivables policy is. And then, you know, again, just really make sure you've got a good, strong credit policy in place. Or, and if you don't feel like you're confident enough to go out and collect the bills, hire a credit and collections manager who can, because, you know, again, if you don't have money to pay the bills, you don't have a business. And I I think that's, that. what was you, you probably have a better experience, but I feel like for me, that's probably a big problem for like restaurants or retail owners. Cause I've I've met some, you know, restaurant owners and, and I've seen their credit and it's, uh, and they, they'll have all these high interest credit because they're they're not they're not 
because when you're ordering food, I mean, you could be on the bad side of somebody else's terms. And and if you don't have good terms on, on your end, then you end up like holding the bag for everybody, for your customers, right. for your customers, for for your suppliers. And that like blows up tons of business that require lots of, you know, where it's uh, lots of volume. So I'm trying to say like businesses with lots of volume that can, that can crush a business. You're not managing your accounts receivable and credit. Properly. Exactly. So what you probably want to look to do is look so whatever industry you're in, what is the average date, what they call day sales outstanding. That's a key metric to pay attention to with your receivables, which is effectively how long did it take for you to sell the product to collect the funds on it? So, you know, and then you can start to look, well, how long, if, if the average industry is 35 days and my customers are paying me in 60, well, I have a problem. Again, mm-hmm. here's where you need to tighten up your collections. You know, again, it goes back to the carrot and the stick. You know, do you start offering discounts for customers to pay earlier than 30 days? And then, you know, if you don't pay me in 35 days and you're a consistently bad payer, well, then the credit and collections manager can look to step up, you know, additional, you know, start with you know the many week, weekly, daily annoying phone calls to get you to pay your bills. So that's, to me, that's almost as important, if not more important than your cash balance on your balance sheet to pay attention to as you're reviewing. I think that now, now you help me remember the other comment. I think that that's a, that's probably a huge, I think, I think a lot of the, and you let me know your thoughts, accounts receivable problems is more, of our natural tendency to not to, to want to avoid conflict. I, th- I think about, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I'm, I'm somebody who is naturally, um, like I, you know, I'm, you got fighters and you got fighters. I'm a fighter. Right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> literally, you know, literally, right. yeah. <laughs> literally and you know, spiritually. And, right. um, uh, but, but even, you know, even the few times, the very few times that I've had to collect a bill, you know, it's just, that's probably, that's more uncomfortable than cold calling. You know, that, that that's harder than getting the person as a client. I'm like, it was, it was easy to get the call and get the person as a client calling and collecting money. That's just emotionally difficult. And I bet, but I mean, but like, but like you said, you have, you either have to overcome it or your business is going to suffer. Exactly. And that's, and that's not fair because if, you know, it isn't again, you know, we keep doing the analogy of cash is king, but you know, What's the best way for you to provide your product or service to your company and, and to other customers? You need the money to do it. So, you know, that's that's why it's really important to have a strong collection policy. And it may, too, over time, you sit there and think, well, if, you know, to make sure that I have enough cash, I may my credit policy might not just be, you know, net 30 or the carrier's tickets require a deposit up front. Mm. You know, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways you can do it, but it's really just, like I said, I think to me, that's probably more important to pay attention to on your balance sheet or than, than cash. Or if you were looking at um, getting a lender to give you like a line of credit or a loan or something, they're going to look at that one too and ask you about your credit policy, your credit terms, your, you know, what's the likelihood of collecting. They're going to look at your I mean, so it's really important that you understand your receivables just as well as a potential lender is going to ask all the questions about it. I like this. I'm glad with this episode. Before we started, before we started, y'all, I had no idea we were going to go to these levels. I was going to say, I feel like this was actually more um, in-depth than cash. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we probably can do like 10 episodes just on accounts receivables because I'm like, 
man, this could help a lot of business owners. It's, it's one of them parts on the balance sheet where you look at it and you go, yeah. oh, it's not that important. And I'm like, this is probably the most important <laughs> part of a lot yeah, of business balance sheet. Yeah, because I mean, like, and again, you just look at it in terms of liquidity. And if you know it's going to take you 30 days to convert your receivables into cash, well, do you have 30 days worth of cash on hand? And that's what lenders are going to look at when they're determining your credit worthiness. Absolutely. Well, let, let everybody know how they, if they have any uh, questions or if they want you to help them come up with a plan for their accounts receivables. Well, actually, I would love to talk about that. And I think, oh, you can reach me at my uh, website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me um, at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. But I'd love to talk with anybody about that. Ooh, and I would love your suggestions on your t- your most favorite pun because I really dig the whole booklet idea. I think that'd be kind of fun. That, that, that would be great. You, 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 are you on Twitter? Do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, I am. Actually, it's A.T. Rife. Apple, Tom, R-E-I, F like Frank, F like Frank. Yeah, hit, hit up Allison on Twitter. Give her those suggestions or email, <laughs> whatever, whatever works better. I would love it. I think that'd be hilarious. That's a great idea. Thanks, Philip. (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. Enjoy your uh, new year. You too. And I will talk with you later. Thanks again, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.